Territory Live. We got the big crew here today. Kratzy, Todd Father, AJ's in the Red Sox uni because we got uh, Boston Patriots Marathon Day. running, Patriots Day, game going on as we do our show. And I advise you to watch our show and not the game. You can maybe put the game on mute in the background because the Red Sox are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, Otani's pitching, so that that's true. And it's raining, so that's another thing. But yeah, no, I rocked this today. It's 10-year anniversary of the bombing. At the marathon, I was there in 14. You can see my patch is the 2013 Red Sox World Series champion. Like it. It was a big deal. I watched the recently watched the documentary. Have you seen the documentary on uh, Netflix about the thing? I have not. It's You should watch it. Have any of you seen it yet? No, it looks good, though. It, it, it's, 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 so they, they have cell phone camera footage and closed circuit, and they show how they caught them, and they go through the whole thing. Yeah. It's it. First of all, it's scary and it's unbelievable that people feel and think this way that they would even think about doing that kind of stuff. But then how they catch them and how they get them. And there's a they interview a guy that was carjacked. I mean, I, there's so much to the story because I was playing. You guys, we were all playing. So we kind of were just catching bits and pieces. There was a guy that was carjacked and driven around and he escapes. And that's how they caught him. Jeez. Jumps out of the car at a gas station. And they're like, we're the guys that blew up the Boston bombing. You see, You heard of us. The guy's like, and the guy was he was from China. He was Chinese. Yeah. And he goes, "Oh shit, they're gonna kill me. How do I get out of this?" And he got out of it. And he jumped well, out, literally jumped away. out of the I'm car and ran. It's it's unbelievable. I'm it's it's totally doc. worth it. Okay, we'll put it on our list. And today, Max Scherzer joining the show in about an hour. We're gonna rip packs too with Todd Father at the end of the show. I heard you got a sweet 2019 museum box. Yeah, we do here. We'll give a little sneak preview here. There, there could be serious, serious snake. dough yeah. inside that box. Uh, Slapstocks is going to join us for that. And mm -hmm. then also, Kratzy, Will Smith celebrating 10 years in the bigs. Now, when I say Will Smith, I have can't, to clarify. Yeah. Can't, wait to talk, can't wait to talk to him about Jada, no? Is that the Will Smith? Yeah. Okay. Will, that Will Smith, right? <laughs> Kratzy, you lined up this interview. Which Will Smith is it? You guys will be surprised. So I hope you guys did your research on all three of them. <laughs> I am legend. Not, I know it's not the catcher because he's on the concussion DL. So that's true. He's he's out. He's out. Never know. Just be prepared. This is live TV. <laughs> hey, and shout out to our guy Brock Holt and his wife running in the Boston Marathon this morning. We'll get some results maybe later on about and how Dempster they did. Too. Ryan Dempster and Ryan also. Dempster. I mean, there's quite a few. I think Justin Turner's wife is running in it. Um, so quite a few notable baseball names running in the marathon this morning. Props to all of them. We're going to call this charge the mound. Cool with that to start off the show, all yeah. the good stuff from the weekend. I was excited for today just because we've had so much crap to cover from the weekend that we were texting about. So first off on a high note, Jackie Robinson day on Saturday, great day. Also always cool. when you get a Dodgers walk off on Jackie Robinson day, but also a question from a fan over the weekend. We have fans very active. On our Foul Territory Twitter account, it's at Foul Territory TV, asking us questions over the weekend, and we want to make sure that we get those questions in there. So uh, it was from T, I think his name's Tim, T, there we go, Tim Melvold, Melvold. Happy Saturday to Foul Territory TV. Should Mariana Rivera throw out the first pitch every Jackie Robinson day? You're shaking your head. No. Why? No. Because he was the last guy to wear 42? Okay. I uh, know. I mean, but I mean, no. one out of fifteen ballparks, no. Mariano Rivera. I think it'd be cool if he goes to different ballparks, not just as Yankee Stadium. I think it's cooler when Jackie Robinson's family throws out the. First I agree, pitch. but they're only at one game. Uh, so Mariano Rivera would only be at one game. We get like Mike Jackson. He wore forty-two. He was one of the last guys to wear forty-two. Just 
And we're, you know, I mean, listen, Mariano Rivera is the great greatest closer of all time, but no, no, I, I that's think a no for me. Griffey but, too. I'd like to see pretty frequently because it was his idea to do forty-two years back. Did you know that? I did. Yeah, he lets you know when you see him. He does. Yeah, Todd, father, your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's nice, man. I, I, you know, is it mandatory for him to throw out the first pitch every time? No, but to see him do that on the day was was pretty cool. I think. uh it's definitely something special. He did wear the jersey. I know there's a bunch of other guys that did too. One of my favorites was Mo Vaughn, man. Not many people talk about him anymore. He was probably one of my – he was probably my second favorite baseball player growing up. I loved every second. The way his swing, uh, he went to Seton Hall uh, University in Jersey. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool, man. Should he throw out the first pitch every year? I mean, not mandatory, but I think it would be pretty cool to see him do it again. He can Form- stick to Yankee. He can stick to Yankee Stadium throwing out the first pitch. Fine. He's not used to throwing out the first pitch. He's a closer. He can throw out the last pitch. If True. It's part of thing there. He throws the last pitch while they're playing Frank Sinatra. There you go. That, hey, that's a good idea, man. I like that. The last pitch after the after the game. Keep yeah. people around. Keep the people around. I was going to say the same thing. Keep them True. around. They better win that game, though. That's another thing. Well, they also might need some help in their pitching staff if Domingo Herman keeps going out there. <laughs> With uh, a little rosin action before he gets to the mound. Let's get into it. James Hoyt uh, checking him out and told him to wash his hands when he went back to the dugout because he had too much rosin on. He had a great start, by the way. Struck out 11 over six and a third. And then, again, they're checking out his hands. And, I mean, Aaron Boone at least said, oh, they told him he had too much rosin on his pinky and he didn't wash it off pinky. well enough. They literally, he said that. Pinky. I listened to an interview separately on, on Sirius the other day with Boone yesterday saying on his pinky. And we have some sound to run, I believe. So let's let's throw that out there with, with Aaron Boone on the rosin situation, followed by Rocco Baldelli, Twins manager, who was the only one who was actually kicked out of the game. Quite a few conversations with the umpire. What happened there? What exactly did they see on Herman's hands? They didn't see anything. Just there was tackiness, um, you know, from from rosin. But he he doesn't hit the rosin out there. But he hits the rosin before he comes out. So it was just a level that alarm that caught his attention. When that happens, typically, if they feel a tackiness, they tell the pitcher to, to most likely leave the game. What was the understanding of, of him staying in and then him telling him to wash? I just don't think it reached a level because I think any time a pitcher's out there, there's always something that you get a little bit from the from the rosin. So basically it was wash your hands and 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 make sure that the rosin is, is – and that's all it is. Obviously everyone that was watching the game could see the same thing that we were seeing. And uh, – their pitcher was was warned or asked to um, clean his hand off of, of the uh, rosin that was on his hand because sometimes if you do use rosin, it will get especially uh, tacky. Um, he was warned. He didn't fully comply, I would say, with the warning from what I was told and uh, was still allowed to keep pitching. So that's it. That's it. I just don't agree with that in principle. I do appreciate the courtesy that <clears throat> pitchers around the league will get when uh, the umpires ask them to, um, you know, remove some of that rosin from their hand, um, rosin and sweat, or whatever you want to call it. Um, 
I would expect all teams and all players to uh, get that courtesy. And they have. And I think overall the umpires have done a good job of that. Um, but when he comes back out, doesn't comply with what he was asked to do, um, has something on his hand that um, he shouldn't. Wow. Okay. And then from Domingo Herman through an interpreter, he said the discussion was intense. There was a moment there where maybe I felt that things were going to get out of hand, but I was able to explain and tell them I have a rosin bag that's in the area of the dugout where I sit all the time. Now, our stat obsessed friends in the baseball community said spin rates dropped for him after that third inning. Byron Buxton, actually, who's not the most vocal guy out there. He spoke to Dan Hayes at the Athletic at one point and said the ball was moving in ways they hadn't seen before and scouting reports had not reported before. Here's a tweet from Jeremy Meschino. Domingo Herman spin rates first three innings. Domingo Herman spin rates after the umps told him uh, to wash his hands. All of them down. Somewhat significantly, I would say. That is a notable change there, and that picked up a lot of traction on Twitter. AJ Przinski, you're up first. Yeah, well, we had this conversation with Joe West. How do you? How is an umpire supposed to touch a guy's finger? Here's your Italian, Todd, right here, your Italian jersey right here. How is he supposed to touch the <laughs> finger and know if it's rosin? If, he, if I'm a pitcher and I got sticky crap all over my hands and I got spider tack or whatever, the umpire comes over. I just take a little rosin, dab it on there. Comes over and goes, "What's on your hand?" I go, "Rosin in the dugout." You can't test me. Go over there and look at my rosin I have in the dugout. Okay, well then, since you play for the Yankees, you wash it off. Oh, by the way, you didn't wash it off. It's fine. You keep pitching. Don't worry about. Oh, you have ten strikeouts in like four innings. You've never done that in your career. Oh yeah, just stick with it. Yeah, it's bull crap by the way. And then I love Rocco Baldelli when he said it's rosin and sweat or whatever else they want to put in it. He was on it. He knew what he was doing. Aaron Booney, you can say it was rosin. I love you, Booney. It wasn't, and maybe it was just rosin. Why wasn't he using the rosin on the field then? If it was just rosin, just use the rosin on the field. That's why they have specific rosin to put on the field. Did the umpires go over and test the rosin in the dugout that he was using? I don't think they did. They needs to use the rosin on the field. They told him to wash it off. He didn't. He should have been ejected. The worst part of this whole thing, Rocco Baldelli is the only one that got ejected on the whole field. Why did he get ejected? Because he was arguing a point that we don't want sticky stuff on the pitchers. He should have stayed in the game. They should have thrown out the whole Yankees training staff, whoever had the rosin. Domingo Herman, he should have been gone. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I think it's dumb. I think it's a bad rule. We need to come up with something that every pitcher can use. Have it on the mound. Say, here, this is what you can use. Umpires check it before the game. Take a bottle or something, put it in the ground, have a little hidden compartment. I don't know. Have something like that. But we can't have this happen because it's happened. Pitchers are still using sticky stuff. I don't care what anybody says. You know, <clears throat> what's bullshit is you use that Yankee all the time. Oh, because he's a Yankee. That's that's baloney, dude. That, oh, we, could throw, we could throw that out the window. It's Domingo Herman. It's not Mariano Romero on the mound. All right. So we could throw that out. Did they for, use for, did they use two, different balls for, for Aaron for, Judge last year? Did they use it different for, balls for Aaron Judge? For two. They checked him. The umpire did a heck of a job for two checking everything. Gave back, watched hand. He checked again. Guess what? It's fully not off. Go do it again. Umpires did a hell of a job. It's rosin. That's what it was. They both said it. It's, it's not. That's the way it goes. People use rosin all the time. For you to speculate saying what's underneath, that's not a good job on your part either. That's speculation. So umpires did a, a great job. They did what they were supposed to do. And everybody's making this fit about what happened. 
he, he had rosin on his hand. That's the conclusion, and we move on. We're making a big, big to-do about this whole thing when it doesn't make any sense, bro. You're, you get all fired up over this stuff. It really wasn't that big of a deal. To me, in my opinion, we talk about spin rate. All right, so what, I mean, I don't, I'm looking at eye test. I'm watching a guy pitch. Yeah, he had a lot of strikeouts. He pitched a heck of a game, but still gave up three hits. I, just be, give credit to the pitcher one time. Buxton said he failed the eye test. Yeah, he said I go that. off the guys in the box, and I go off 10 strikeouts in four innings, which he's never done before, and that's the eye test for me. And I, I can speculate all I want, but they've, the Yankees used different balls for Aaron Judge last year. The MLB came out and got caught doing it, that they were using different balls for him when he was in the home run chase. And second of all, okay, they said wash it off. He didn't wash it off. It was still on there, and his numbers went significantly down after they told him to wash it off. So the so, eye test is in the in the spin rates and the – Results. He pitched a hell of a game. Give him credit for where it's due. Umpires did a great job controlling the situation. Yeah, if I'm Rocco Bodelli, I'm getting pissed off too at the same time. I'm getting thrown out, but they did do the right thing. He said it too as well. They have to find a new product or something because guess what? Rosin's been around for a long, long time. People got to understand that. So my thing is, which is it? Did he wash it off? And his spin rate went down, or did he not wash it off? Because that was the whole – nobody would have been pissed. Nobody would have been pissed if he didn't come back out and James didn't say something to him, hey, you know what, and then we get the mouth, oh, you know, I told you to wash your hands, and he found it on his pinky. His pinky? That's not affecting spin rate. So one of the things – one of the things didn't happen. It either didn't get washed off, or the spin rate spin rate wasn't affected, and he's throwing he's throwing ripping. You got to make an effect on your spin rate. You gotta you gotta bump it by at least 180 RPMs because it's revelations revolutions per minute from a 60 foot distance that a ball takes 0.3 seconds to travel. So if you're not if you're not bumping it by 200 RPMs. It's not even it's not even affecting it. You're not seeing a difference. And his his changeup and his fastball were like, I don't know, like it was under a hundred. Curveball, curveball, I think, and one of the other pitches, maybe his maybe his sinker were were down. Well, the less spin you have on your sinker, the more it's gonna sink. And your curveball, if you're not if you're not bumping it by 200 RPMs, I think that That's thing was right. like 140 some RPMs right. difference. Less- no, the less spin you have on your sinker, your sinker sinks because it catches the seams the way you throw it. So that's – if you're throwing a knuckleball, the less spin you have, the more no. it moves. Less – Why would less, you want less spin on a sinker because the way it comes out and your finger pressure, that makes it move more? No. Less spin – less spin creates creates more friction, which enables the ball to go down. So you have – so basically it, it induces more vertical vertical break. Vertical induced break is what it's called. Then why, when you put sticky stuff on your hand, you throw a four seamer to stay up more? You just, you just. When you put more on, sense. yes. When you put more on, because it spins more, cutting through the air, more friction, and that makes it that makes it not go down more. A sinker is different. So if you watch a sinker spin spin rate, if you throw a really good sinker, your spin rate is going to be around twenty one to twenty two fifty. And it's going to go down more. The ball's going to drop more because of friction. The more it spins through the air, it's fighting friction the whole way. That's why a four-seamer, 
has life. That's why, that's why when Verlander went to Houston and they were using spider tack galore, that ball was getting extra spin rate at the top. I mean, he, he jumped his at that time, like 400 RPMs when he went there. Like it's a whole, it's, it's all science. Anything to say, why is J, why is James Hoy coming out and checking him again? Like you told him to wash his hands, check it again after the inning. And then he said he found someone his pinky. I think it got blown up more than, more than what it is. I texted with Higgy who was catching that day. And I said, I was like, hey, I was like, what, what did you hear out there? He said, he told him, he said he didn't like something that was on his hand. And he said, I thought the end of it, it ended up being taken care of. And then after the inning, he came back and said something to him again. Why? Why did he say something to him again? Like to check to see if he washed his hands? What is it, COVID? We got the one-niner putting some, putting some extra, extra antibacterial in our hands. Because it's paranoia. There is sticky stuff paranoia. We had sign-stealing paranoia for years. The pitch comm has at least helped that a little bit, right? When it works. When it works. <laughs> it works most of the time. Yeah, it does. And they put their glove over it, so there's still paranoia. Yes. But there's sticky stuff paranoia. Because spin rates are fluctuating a ton with guys. It's weird. I mean, it's happened over the years. Like, you're looking at the average sink, especially when they did the crackdown. Then it starts to creep back up. So is everybody, everybody, since their spin rate goes up now, so everybody's cheating as a pitcher? And I'm not trying to no, argue with you. No, no, we're looking I'm at saying, the MLB average. Yeah, no. but, but when it fluctuates, like, oh, he must have something on his hand, man. That's, that's just not how it goes. That's just the way. Maybe they develop something like, hey, man, try a new grip. Try a different form. You know, put your arm angle here, move it here. Like, how does Max Scherzer's fastball always rise every time I faced him? Did I think he had something on? No. It's just, it, it, I just find it comical sometimes. The guy had... Herman had six strikeouts in the first three innings. All of a sudden, the next three innings, he had five strikeouts. So well, he must have had something on his hand. So I, I don't know. I, I just find it, I just find it hard to believe. I think the it's league. It's not hard to believe. They caught him with something on his hands. And he still had five strikeouts when they took it off, though. That, that's where I'm, I'm confused. So, uh, where, where's the, where's the difference? I, I don't, I don't get it. So he had nothing on his hand. Still got five more. So, uh, I, were the batters that bad? Like that's where I'm confused. The, the proof is in what James always said. He told him to wash it off. He didn't wash it off. I didn't know there was like a, you get a warning. You get a warning, Scott. You, your hands are sticky. So you get to go in and wash off whatever you have, right? Mm -hmm. And come back out. We'll check you again. I thought it was like, hey, we found something sticky. Shoop, see you later. The, the few guys that have been caught, they, they go over and they go, let me touch your fingers. They touch their fingers and they go, they don't even wait. Mm -hmm. They take their glove and they walk off the field and they say, we're going to take this in evidence locker, wherever that is, and, oh, your fingers are sticky. Well, they didn't do that. They said, your fingers are sticky. That's why Rocco was mad. Not because he had the sticky stuff. Like, the sticky stuff is whatever he had. If he had rosin, great. Fine. But it was more about he did it, he got caught, they didn't eject him, they let him keep pitching, right? Mm -hmm. That's where I think Rocco Baldelli got so mad is that, hey, why does he get a free pass? I think the league and the umpires are confused. They do not know how to handle this. Do you agree I, with that? Because even it, I, like what you're saying, hey, Hoyt, Hoyt shouldn't be checking him so much if that's the stance. Still, like, why is he confused on how he should be operating and monitoring everyone? And also, it's probably pretty tough to tell if it's just rosin. Guys have sunscreen. Guys have have hair gel. I, I just think, I, I don't know how you crack this. No, Kratzy? It's easy to tell. It's only rosin. You're good to go? You can tell. You can, because The reason you can tell is because rosin doesn't leave – 
a film on your hand. Over that amount of time, it doesn't leave something on your hand. Yes, you'll have rosin. You can have extra rosin on your hand. Day game, you can have suntan lotion. Like you're not allowed, you're you're allowed to wear suntan lotion. If you go suntan lotion and rosin and you have it on the back of your hand or you have guys would put it on their non-throwing arm and you would mix it, whether on purpose or not on purpose, it was on purpose. You're trying to get a grip. Your hand, you'll have, you'll have excess on these three fingers and you'll see it. It's shinier too. It's to me, it's, if, if you were to put level of blame from least to greatest on this whole altercation being totally blown out of proportion, Rocco Baldelli handled it the best. There's no way he can stay in the game after he saw what he saw. I don't think Mingo did. I don't think Domingo did anything that, that awful. And then there's anybody else that you think's involved in this. And then the biggest person is Hoy. Like I haven't seen, I haven't seen an umpire. I haven't seen a game where an umpire scolds somebody. And then when they come back out, tell them again, it was like, Hey, you were arguing balls and strikes. You are. Don't do that again. And then comes back out and is like, Hey, you were arguing balls and strikes, so make sure you don't do that again. I know I already told you. No, like anytime you go back to an umpire, an umpire goes back to you. That's it. Your your day is over. So I don't I don't see I don't see what I don't see what his deal was. Is is my thing. But why? I, go ahead, Frazier. I, I think it's one of those where if I'm a pitcher, I mean I don't know exactly what was said. Here's my hands. Like, what do you want me to do? I just washed them. Here, checked again. All right, go watch them again. I mean, it, uh, it's, it, it's weird. It's definitely weird. It's a situation where they're, they're going to have to figure out because uh, I think it happened in another game. They, they had to switch gloves the other day, too, as well, in the same day. So it's like – With Nestor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's what, – what's going on? I, yeah, I, I just put I, – I think you've got to give credit to the guy. He had rosin. That's what they figured at the end. Guy pitched a hell of a game, whether it was the first three innings or the last three innings. I think he did great in both with rosin or without. Give credit to the pitcher, and we move on. Why why didn't he use the rosin on the field? If it's just rosin, he didn't use the rosin on the field. That's my question. And if the roles were reversed, if Domingo Herman was pitching on the Minnesota Twins, would he have been kicked out of the game? That's such a bogus take, man. No. Why? Take, I mean, it's absolutely Why? Bogus. Nestor Cortez pitches on the Yankees. He didn't get hit someone on his glove, didn't get kicked out. Yeah, but he had to change his glove. The next day, the guy used the exact same 44. It's the four backwards and the four forwards with the white on it. So you could say, oh, well, they're looking at they're looking at Yankees guys. They're trying to crack down on Yankees guys. Don't. Don't play that car. There's no, there's no special with the Yankees in okay, that. You're sense. right. Aaron Judge didn't get special balls last year. That's that's a fact. We're talking about Barry Bonds got special balls when he was going for the home run chase. Why are you exactly. not? I mean, if you don't have the ball marked, no, he got special balls yeah. that were proven to go farther through science. That's a fact. So he was the only that's one a, that they know of that they found. Come on, don't, don't do that. It, it's tough. It, don't do tough that. Thing. Don't bring science in here unless you got the scientist that proves it. Thank we, you. I mean, okay. Hey, we've got our first guest of the day. That was good stuff, though. Uh, Will Smith joining us right now. Rangers pitcher. And let's clap it up for him, too. 
10 year service, baby. What a weekend. <laughs> Congratulations. No, it's a big thing for us. Well, we're doing this on this show. It's the first show to do this. We need to acknowledge this. And you're the first guy we're bringing on. I think you're the first guy this year to hit the 10 year service mark. So first up, thanks for joining us, but congratulations. I know you got your ring, uh, your world series ring this weekend too, but congrats on 10 years of service. It's a huge deal. And we want you to explain, you know, what that means to you and what that means for a player to hit that mark. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, Saturday was a pretty cool day, uh, you know, to get 10 years and then get, a, you know, your second World Series ring all in the same day. Um, I just wish we would have won. That would have made it a little bit better. But, uh, but yeah, 10 years is – it's nuts. Um, I could tell you after my debut, I did not think I'd still be playing baseball. That's for sure. Um, I was like, this game's way too hard. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had, I've had great veterans along the way that, that just have shared some advice with me and helped me out here and there. Um, you know, picked me up when I was down and, and, you know, taught me to have some fun while we play this game too. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of, it's kind of worked out. So do you feel like you stole your 10 years of service or do you feel like you earned them? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I've earned them. I got a scar on my arm that says I've earned them. I've thrown them. I've thrown a bit. <laughs> Heck yeah. It's always, it's always earned. If you, there you know, you ain't stealing nothing. <laughs> hey, well, we were talking about uh, the Domingo Herman uh, debacle with the uh, rosin, whatever he had on his hand. And James Swain came in, made him go back and wash it, made him go back and wash it again uh, as a pitcher. Um, talk about rosin. Do you use it? And talk about, you know, those situations. Like, What, what did you think about the whole um, situation that occurred there and how they handled it both, both sides? Um, I haven't watched the whole thing, but I, I personally, I use rosin. Yeah. Um, I was never one of those spider tack guys or whatever, all the other, you know, people were using. Um, I like a little bit of rosin. So, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if he had sunscreen with it or, or what all he was using, but, uh, but yeah, I think they told him to wipe it off and I don't think he did. Uh, well, in 2015, uh, I was on the Braves and, uh, Freddie Gonzalez, against our will, went out and checked you for – I don't think you just had rosin on your right arm, but we no, told him not to go out there, and he could not stop it. We're like, no, it's okay. We don't care. And he right, went out yeah, there anyway, so there was something not rosin on your arm. It was – yeah, it wasn't spider tech, though. I know that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I, I got caught for sure. Uh, wasn't my finest moment, especially being from Georgia in my hometown. I've got all my family and friends and ex-coaches that are – you know, just coming to a game to see me play, and here I go cussing and screaming off the field. So, uh, yeah, not, never, my, not my finest moment. I'll never forget the look on your face when, when the umpire threw you out. You just looked at Fred, like you were burning a hole through Freddie <laughs> Gonzalez. You were walking off the field, and it was like, I'm going to kill you yeah. if I ever see you again. And I was thinking, yeah, man, yeah. I hope we don't play them again because if someone's going to get hit, it's probably going to be me. So I was like, thanks, Freddie. We, didn't, we told you not to go out there, but you had to do it All anyways. Right. Okay. I think I went out the next day and punched out the side, too. I was so mad. There you go. <laughs> well, good Sorry. job. No, I, I don't, I, luckily, I don't think I was in there. <laughs> the uh, 2019, when I made you an all-star, how? what are the things that – oh, wait, did I say that out loud? I thought, I thought we knew that. Uh, yeah, I, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Because the guys that the guys didn't know which will I had, which will was getting ten years of service, whether it was the one that slapped somebody or if it was the catcher. So I told them we'd surprise you. But do you feel like do you feel like 
a pitcher gets better in the middle ages or do you feel like a pitcher gets better after an injury and then there's stuff that gets unlocked because of your, you know, all you go through to get through the, you know, 15, 16, 17, all that stuff that you went through? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think when I had TJ, I definitely, you know, it made me fall back in love with the game again. And it honestly slowed the game down for me because I knew I wasn't playing no matter what. So I would, you know, I'd do my rehab and I'd go out and I'd watch the game whenever I was done with all that. And it would be second and third, two outs. The place is going absolutely nuts. And you just realize, man, this guy's just one pitch away from getting out of this. Like, I know everybody's going crazy right now, but if you just slow the game down, it becomes just a little bit easier. You can catch your breath. Um, so I think TJ kind of taught me how to how to slow the game down. And and like I said, I've had some great veterans, and the one I'll always remember is uh, Francisco Rodriguez. And I got to set up for him in Milwaukee, and all the stuff he taught. I would have I would have to break down my inning to Frankie in the clubhouse after the game, and he would know more about my inning than his own inning. And he would just, I mean, I would throw some fastballs inside just to move some feet, just to be able to throw a slider away again. And he like that just made him so happy, just pitching instead of throwing. Um, so he was a big part of just, you know, getting older. And now I try to, you know, talk to the lefties in the bullpen and try to help them out. I'm like, hey, man, I think I try to watch their inning, you know, a little bit a little bit more and just try to pass down as much as I can. Hey, Will, uh, talk a little bit about this Rangers team. Um, the fa- facility. I want to talk about the team, but also the facilities that they have in there. Because when I was there when they first had it, um, I think they have some of the best facilities in Major League Baseball. And um, just go on from that because people really don't know inside of that how much uh, really cool stuff they have in there. Yeah, our our facility is absolutely insane. I think they told me it's over an acre big. And I was like, there is no way a clubhouse is an acre big. And we showed up after spring training. And I you get it took me two or three days just to figure out, like, my route to the kitchen every day. Like, <laughs> yep, it yep. just – there's so many other places you can take – there's the barber shop. The weight room's crazy. The training room's amazing. Across the hall, they have they've got the lab with you know red light and Normatex and just anything you could possibly imagine. The Texas Rangers have it inside that clubhouse. Um, so yeah, it's it's nuts. That the, that theater room in there, man, where you, we got the the levels just keep getting higher. Like you're in like some kind of theater. I thought it was absolutely amazing to have meetings in and the big screen. Um, my goodness. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Hey, Will, I have a question for you about you know, being a reliever and managing your workload. Because I think part of the accomplishment for someone like you is, you know, aside from the first year in the bigs, being out of the bullpen. And I remember I was looking back to like 2014 and 15. You were close to 80 appearances both years. And I think it was Ron Renneke at the time who was saying, hey, I'm, I'm not worried about going easy on him or overusing him. And maybe that has to do with how you bounce back in your arms. So just wanted to know from a longevity standard, how you kept yourself and continue to keep yourself on the field for the most part and durable and how that balances with teams. Cause some guys, you know, we've seen even someone like say Josh Hader, who's now only going three outs because he wants to preserve himself and make it mm-hmm. through a longer career. Cause I think a lot of relievers get abused. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it goes back to Frankie again. Frankie was like, listen, Will, if you, if you take care of your body every day, you're going to have a successful career. Um, some days your body might need a little more work. Some days your body 
you know, doesn't need that much work at all. And you can just, you, you're fresh and you're good to go. Um, so yeah, over the years, I've just, I've built this little routine I do every single day. Um, and you know, I've, I've gone to the manager's office a couple of times and told them I'm good to go. And, uh, cause they'll be like, you know, the pitching coach would say, especially in Atlanta, Rick Kranitz would be like, Hey, you're down. And I'd, you know, I'd go try to win my argument with Snicker in his office and, and they always trusted me. If I told them I was good and my situation came up that night, they put me in there. Um, but I couldn't be going in there blowing stuff and just going to his office for no reason. I genuinely felt I could, I could throw three days in a row or, you know, I think I've gone four days in a row one time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I enjoy pitching. You know, if I need a day, especially after TJ, if I need a day now, I've I've always told him I won't lie to you. I'll tell you, hey, I I need a day, and I'll I'll live in the training room the entire day. I'll do everything possible. You know, cold tub for five minutes, um, needle cup scrape. I mean, anything you could possibly put on me, I'll I'll do. It's my inside cat day, is what I call it, and uh, I try to get everything done. Well, you're talking about all these appearances that you have. Do you remember the appearance where you didn't get to warm up? Yeah, that one was uh, awesome. Was that, was that included? Was that a day when you went to the manager and you said, hey, I'm good today? But Hey, Skip, no. let me get a little warmed up before I get to go in there? No, that was the year in Milwaukee. So we had Zach Duke that year, and he was the seventh inning lefty. Like, everybody knew it. The entire team knew it, and I was the eighth inning lefty. Well, the seventh inning rolls around, and here comes Ron and, you know, gives them the whole, we need the lefty. I didn't move a muscle i've still got my hoodie on i'm just waiting for zach duke to get out of this jam and then zach duke comes running out and ronnie's like no i want the i want the big lefty and i'm like this is not this is not gonna be good <laughs> and i just take my hoodie off i take my hoodie off and put my bubble gum in and you know here we go that's great that's great you're okay and luke Corey right? walks I mean... out, luke Corey, luke Corey walks out to the mound and goes hey you think you can throw a slider first pitch i was like yeah maybe we should maybe, maybe let's try fastball first one <laughs> oh man so the, well i mean you were okay after that though right i mean it wasn't it wasn't nothing happening yeah. i know you gave up i think you ended up not holding the lead after that but that's, well yeah it, but it i mean i'm not saying because he's talking about spot. tj and all this yeah. i'm saying it was crazy spot to be put in speaking yeah, of crazy <laughs> frazier's talking about texas and i've been to their clubhouse it is incredible did you see the new uniforms today no i have not we got we got in late last night um from Houston, so they I didn't have ask you to model the them. Social media craze. Uh, no, they I'm didn't ask you to model them. They got Degrom no. and Evaldi. No, and, no, no. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I wanted to get you what you thought of them because they're they're definitely different, and they have no, this thing have on not, the sleeve. I have not seen them though. Okay, well, they have black pants and white shirt and black hat. Oh yeah, see, that's exactly the look. Uh, they got okay. like this half panther, half eagle. They call it a peagle. You just Do they really call it a peagle? <laughs> a peagle. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's a half panther, half eagle. Yeah, there's like a lot. I just want to know if you had seen them and, and what you thought of them, but understood. <laughs> Late night in Houston, you got, a, Alvare a hey, you got Alvarez right? out last night with a base loaded. It was a great night for you. Don't worry about the City Connects till late. <laughs> <laughs> just close your eyes and put them on. Hey, Will, I want to reflect on one other thing, you know, through the 10 years here is you went through that qualifying offer process and then end up signing with Atlanta. Just, you know, like you hit 10 years, you reflect on on some of the high moments. I mean, you signed a great contract with Atlanta. You end up closing out the World Series with them. But what do you remember from that process when it was occurring, right? Because you get a, a nice qualifying offer and then it's a scramble to figure out with teams if you're going to sign. And I think I remember reading one of the insiders saying, um, your agency was like, 
hey, you got to do a deal this second with Atlanta or he's taking a qualifying offer? What do you remember from that? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge, you know, off season, you know, talk to my agent every day kind of guy, you know, I go home and I hunt and play golf and I've loved my agency CAA ever since I've gotten with them and they, and they do a great job of being agent and I'm, I'm just the player. So they, they fill me in along the way when they think I need to, but, but yeah, I just remember them telling me like, Hey, you can, you can take this, this QO and, and keep closing in San Francisco if you want, or, you know, if Atlanta steps up and, and gives you a deal, then, you know, you can obviously sign it if you want to. Um, you know, I knew going there, I wasn't going to close the first year because they still have Mark Melanson. Uh, but that didn't bother me. I just wanted to, I wanted to win. Uh, that's all I was really looking for in the offseason was just a winning team to, to take a chance on me. And it just happened to be the hometown team. Um, so, yeah, it was a crazy process. It was more cool just to be able to call my parents and tell them like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sign with Atlanta and just how excited they were because, be, you know, three hour time change being in San Francisco, um, them in Georgia, it was, you know, they'd set alarms at 1245 just to check the box score and see if I'd thrown or whatever. So it was, it was rough on the whole family back home. And I think it was, that was probably the coolest part just to tell them that I was going to be a brave because we grew up watching them as a kid. Playing at home has got to be like, it's got to be the best. I always tell people you play at home and now you're in Texas. Like, I don't know, like. I don't know how you're doing that, but I'm not going to need – what I need to know, which World Series ring is your favorite? I got asked this yesterday too, and I it's it's hard to put them, but I, I'd have to say Atlanta because it is my first one. Like, you, you're never going to forget your first. Um, and, like, Houston was so good. I, did, I didn't pitch in the World Series for them. You know, I didn't, I didn't get any outs. I, I wasn't on the first two rosters. Um, you know, I've – I had enjoyed my time there and I was, I was happy we won, but, but yeah, I'd probably, if I had to pick one, I'm probably going to pick the Atlanta one just cause I'm from there. And that's literally like the dream I've dreamt my whole life growing up, like in the front yard is the, you know, bottom of the ninth three, two bases loaded situation. Like I always had a break uniform on. Do you, do you, how many of your friends or family have worn that ring and been like, like there does their does their southern Georgia accent get deeper when they put it on like man this this is maybe one of the nicest rings I have ever worn. I appreciate it, Will. Uh no, they don't. I mean I I took it over to my when I when I got it, I finally had an off day I could come home. I took it over to my we had a family dinner at my sister's house. I took it over there and and let everybody see it. But um yeah, pretty much. It lives in my gun case. I, every once in a while, I'll go out there and open it up and, and look at her and make sure she's still there and shiny. Um, and I'll put the Astro one in there as well, too. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I look at it every now and then. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to let you jump, man. We appreciate you. All right. And uh, congrats Absolutely. again on 10 years of service, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate awesome. it, guys. Thank awesome. You. Thanks for joining us. Great conversation. And, uh, yeah, props to Kratzy for getting you that All-Star bid, right? Yeah, thanks, Grazie. I appreciate yeah, that. Thanks, no doubt. With your, I miss watching your prison workouts every day. <laughs> the the white Sandy around the bald head just moving weight around. Mm. <laughs> we haven't talked about well, that thanks. on the show yet, Will, so now we got extra content. Yep. yep. <laughs> yes, we do. Good stuff, Will. Thank you. It's all-star Will Smith. And uh, big dude, 265, 255, Grazie. I was looking up the measurables. Very, very, he's all of that. He is a, 
he's a presence on the mound, man. Like he he's really and he's he's that much of a guy. Like when he talked about, he said he just glazed over. He's like, I don't care, you know, as long as we win. He lives that out every day. Like this dude is a competitor. I remember I went out there one day. He didn't have his best stuff, and he's like, man, you know, he's like. I don't know that we need to throw anything but the slider. He's like, I don't know that I have any, anything else right now. And he goes, but as I'm walking off the mound, he goes, but hey, if you think there's something else that we need to throw, let's get it done. And like, he's he's just that guy. I think sometimes closers, you get this like thanks, thanks aura that. about him. Like all they want to do is close. He just wants to win. He really does. He's all about all about being out there for the guys. Hey, all Cody Bellinger wants to do is win. And uh, I want to go over some of the rest of the news from the weekend. So we'll we'll get to Bellinger in one sec. Let, let's first cover a close on the Rays winning streak. Finally done after a little 13-0 ride. Came to a screeching halt on Friday. And uh, they actually lost the series. The Blue Jays obviously had not bulletin board material, but you know. I mean, if a team comes storming in and... Let's be real. They haven't had the toughest schedule. That's still super impressive accomplishment to not lose to any teams. And you're the Blue Jays and they're a division rival. Aren't you treating them like this is a little more than just an average regular season game to prevent them from setting a record? It had a playoff atmosphere if you watch those it games. Did. And the crowd was into it. The players were into it. Uh, especially the first game they beat them. The second game, you know, whatever. But when they beat them to, end, to, to make 13-0 go away, that was a big deal for the Blue Jays, and plus it put them on notice. Hey, we can play with you. So, yeah, it was it was def- definitely not a regular season, regular game that you play in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was good for baseball, man. This is early craziness going on, and all the all the good news and all the the winning streaks and the hitting. I, I thought it was awesome, and uh, Toronto was buzzing, man. They came out fire, and I, I think Bichette five for five. I mean, getting his five hundredth hit during the whole thing. Um, there's nothing better than, you know, especially after opening day, you're fired up, ready to go. And then, you know, two weeks later, you got another big game trying to stop somebody from getting uh, a record. I think uh, that was pretty cool feat. And uh, were they going to go undefeated the whole season? No. So um, who was going to stop them? So the Blue Jays did. Now it's uh, it's go time through the whole AL East. So we'll see what happens from here. We're going to have another, we're going to have a longer streak than that this year. Is somebody going to win more than 13 games? Mm-hmm. Are you setting an over-under at 13 and a half, Kratzy? Is that what I just heard? That's exactly what I'm setting. Mm. Mm. I, 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 13 is hard. Yeah. This what was the Indians won 22, right? The Indians are 22. Is that the record? Yeah. Yankees won 15 last year. Oh, could, that's true. It could happen. It could happen, yeah. 13 and a half, in my mind, is right around the mark. It's a lot. 13 games in a row is a lot. You usually get close to that mark, though, from a team each year. We already had one. We had 13. I know. We had it right off the jump. I'm going to say... I'm going to say under. I'll take the under. I'm going to say under as well. I could see a 10 or 11. I'm going to say no. Right now, you probably want to go against Scott. He's on a... Not a hot streak. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, so Todd, so Todd I, what do you I, got, I, man? I, I, I haven't seen it in a while in the past four bets. My man... So what do you got? Ooh, somebody's freezing over there. In I'm Florida. sorry for starting seven and zero, oh, baby. Yeah, I mean you're that's in the past. The, I'm, you taking I'm, the over top? I would love to see it. I oh man, that's a you got to say one. yes or no. I'll take the over. Yeah, I, I would love to see. Yeah, let's okay. see. Let's go over. Okay, I see how it is. 
when we get to when we get to picks later. I see how it is. Hey, speaking of money, um, right before Max Scherzer joins us, a uh, fellow pitcher in the bigs got paid this. Uh, actually, not even this weekend. It was this morning. Pablo Lopez and it, it reports a agreeing nearly agreeing to an extension. So I guess they're they're dotting what is it dotting eyes crossing t's. Is this Carlos Correa where they're going to find a like an ankle he suffered? Back he, in do you have for an extension? Do you have to do a physical? I don't think oh, so. Oh yes, you do. You do for an oh, extension for sure. Yes, oh, you yes. do. Yeah. Even well, though the team already did one. Didn't on he him. just do one a month ago in spring matter. training? Doesn't matter. You have to do another one. Don't hey, do true one. story. Cole Hamels got his extension right at the end before they didn't trade him with the Phillies. Yeah. He got the whatever the injection with the dye is, and he still had to go out and pitch. He was still sore from the injection with the dye, and it was one of his worst starts. It was bad, bad feel. But yeah, they I don't I don't know where they injected. I don't remember where they injected the dye. I assume is his shoulder or his elbow, whatever it was. That to dye do imaging. Hit, hurts from what they say. Yeah, to do imaging, you're saying, right? Yeah, had to do yeah. full 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 boat. Physical everything, and it was the middle of the season. I think it was actually more like July-ish because I felt like it was near the trade deadline. Wow, we'll have to bring Cole on at some point to talk about that. But for now, it's a four-year extension for Pablo Lopez, seventy-three and a half mil, no options, and that's going to buy out three free agent years for Lopez and for the Twins. I didn't realize they had a lot of guys coming up that are going to be free agents after this year: Sonny Gray, Kenta Maeda, one more who's going to be a free agent after this year. One of the starters, Molly, Molly, Tyler, Molly. Uh, so it's Joe Ryan and Pablo Lopez at least. That's a that's a nice two to have. They have to sign well, Sonny Gray. The start he's on, I think you would want to lock him up too before the season ends. Yeah, yeah, that's a one pretty good one two three if you think about it. I agree. What do we think about this deal for both sides? Well, I think it proves that your Luis Arise argument is off. Nope, that has nothing to do with that. Your Luis Arise argument is like <laughs> Domingo Herman's stuff on his hands, washed out. No, it has nothing to do with that. I'm trying to focus on the Twins and Lopez. We spent 10 minutes on that the other day. I'm going to post a clip from that after the show, <laughs> by the way, because Luis Arise is hitting a billion. He's like the best hitter in the league right now. But anyway. And they're in last place. He's, that guy the can Marlins? hit. Scott, that guy mm-hmm. can hit, man. He's a stuff. Yeah. Let's give Lopez two minutes, please. No, Lopez, off. I'm all for it. I'm saying he deserves it. He probably could have got more if he would have waited it out, but. Good for him, man. Yeah. Listen, as a starting pitcher, four years, 73. I mean, not yet free agent eligible. Mm-hmm. Good for him. You take it. Hell yeah, yeah, take it. Good for him. And for the Ooh. Twins, they probably get to see what this guy's all about. He's a great dude. Connects with a lot of guys. Nice as can be. Very smart. Kratzy, what were you going to say? And then we're going to bring in Max. No, I was just going to say, who would you rather have? Logan Webb or him? And... Are they proving again? Like they're not small market. Like, or wait, they are small market, and yet they're still spending money. They got Correa. Yeah. They got Pablo Lopez. Like, just continually, just stop with the small market stuff. Like, <laughs> this is the this is the kind of cash. Fraser, I do want to get to this again, if, if you don't mind. I do still have a problem. We addressed it a little bit with Max, but I would like you to address it as a batter in the box. What happened this weekend with Cody Bellinger? So. I'm going to go to the Don right now and represent the problem. Max helped us to handle it a little bit, okay? But let's run it for the Todd Father. (laughs) 
What, what happened? You, you get a standing ovation. You won an MVP. You won a World Series title. Mm-hmm. First time back in L.A. And it's strike one because you took more than eight seconds to acknowledge the crowd. Yeah. I mean, Jim Wolf, love you, brother. But, you know, you're a veteran umpire, man. Give him, give him his due. Let him tip his cap. Let him enjoy his moment. There's nothing more than the, than the Don over here that loves the moment of, of myself. Let me get my glory. And then you give me strike one. Come on, bud. We're going to have to have a chat later, big dog. You're gonna call, <laughs> your next game you got in New York, I'm going to come up there. We're going to have lunch. We're going to work on that. Let, let, let my man Cody Bellinger get some love. The fans love them there. They appreciate him. And you got to come out and ruin it and call a timeout just because he was the one or two seconds behind on, on the clock. Oh, here he goes. Wow. That's Come bad. On, with your big arms. I see. Yeah, you got muscles. We get it. We get it. We get it. Nah, come on, dog. Come on, man. Hey, so in 2002, we went to Japan. Randy, Randy Wolf was one of our pitchers. Jim Wolf went on the trip. Okay. Eric Kinski was on the trip. We were on these bus rides after games and stuff. We're all sitting around. And somehow we got on the discussion of umpires. Jim Wolf, and, and Eric Kinski didn't know who Jim Wolf was. He was on the bus with us. And he, he wasn't umpiring. He was just there as Randy's guest. And Eric Kinski says something. We all talk about umpires, and Eric Kinski goes, you know what I think about umpires? They're all a bunch of assholes. I hate them all. They all try to be nice to you, and then they all fuck you in the end. And Jim Wolf was sitting in the seat in the bus next to him. And I'm like, so, Jim, what do you think about that? And he's like, he ain't never getting a call again. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that. Can't do that. He's like, wait, he's an umpire, right? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, oh. my!" And Kinski was just like, oh, no. But it was one of the Jim. I mean, Jim Wolf would listen. He's one of the best dudes in the world. I mean, he'll talk to you. He'll. But I mean, come on, Jim. I, I love you. But next time I see you, I'm going to give you shit about that. One. <laughs> That's I'm, good stuff. I, I was I was going to be a little bit more passionate about this, but I don't want to mess with the Don. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to, don't want to be the problem. I don't want to be laying next to Jim and the with the fishes. But uh, I do have to say, like based on the video. I don't think the L.A. fans were really given too much of a standing ovation. I'm not saying Bellinger didn't deserve one. It was like it was like three dudes that were coming down the aisle because they just got there late and they got some they got some Dodger dogs. One dude was trying to get everybody up, and then three people were letting somebody walk down the aisle and they were clapping, and then they sat down. Like there wasn't it wasn't a standing O. We're not talking like a Kutch type of standing O here. Okay. <laughs> what is our line here? Are we going to look around? Like, if, if I give you the paperwork beforehand and say, former MVP, won a World Series title. He, what, he has to be, like, Hall of Fame status? He did a lot in L.A. He's well-liked. Yeah. Also sure. on social, a lot of Dodger fans were like, I was watching, that was crap. Like, give him his – it's he one moment. Huge, he did get a huge one before the game. He did get a they huge one They played a little montage, yes, and he, they, he, he got a huge ovation. I will say this, too. At least from a couple people I know that were at the game working the game from a TV perspective, they said the ovation was there. It was enough of, of an applause and all that. L.A. fans might have been a little lazy, not all standing up. But you disagree, Kratzy? Because, yeah, there were some trolls on Twitter that were like, five people were standing. Kratz was one of them. they weren't there. Kratz was one of them. It might have been Kratz. was one of them. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, come was, on. He, he he had a good run with L.A. He can Absolutely. do a tip of the cap and get 15, 20 seconds to, to say, how you doing? Here's my other problem with it, okay? I got one more problem to add for the Don. How about, let's say it's Albert Pujols last year, and he has a three-homer game, and then he comes up again, and he's in St. Louis, and they want to give him an extra, an extra second here because they're like, holy shit, this is a legend. He had a three-homer game and all that. Uh, are we going to ding him right away? To me, it's just have a feel. Sometimes... 
there's a moment, and you know when the moment is, you work in baseball. Otherwise, we just have robots run the league, robots as umps. We don't need anything. You just submit your paperwork. This is when I think there will be a time that everyone will want to cheer and have extra time. Thank you. What are we, in elementary school? Just go on the freaking field, and you'll know when there's a moment. And stop the clock for five seconds. It's not a big deal. I don't understand how this is something that has to be formally filed. It's not like it happens every five seconds. We know when this is occurring, and you can feel it otherwise. Stop the clock. No big deal. I don't think it needs needs to be filed. My thing is, like, if Jim Wolf – I mean, maybe he completely punted on this. But I'm kind of on his side in the sense that – and I watched, you know, some of the video. I wasn't at the game, so there's more of a feel for people who are at the game. That's who I would listen to. But I feel like if Jim, you know, was like, wow, what a what a moment. You know, the catcher, you know, I think Barnes was catching at that time. Like, wow, Barnes went out and we still dinged him. No, like, I feel like they were feeling the situation out and there wasn't a whole lot of fanfare. Like, he got his. I'm not saying he shouldn't have gotten it. He earned it. I mean, you win an MVP ever, you should get a standing ovation when you return to that team. Like, he won an NLCS MVP, World Series, all that stuff. But it's not to me, it's not on what Bellinger did, and it shouldn't have to be writing a, writing a formal letter. It just should be, like, maybe there just wasn't that much of an ovation. Enough, enough's enough. He, he should have gotten it. Yeah. Hey, final word for the Don. Okay. Enough's enough. Kabish. He he earned it. Okay. Hey, one more problem. We addressed it a little bit with Max and clearly he didn't want to pitch and get bothered by the (laughs) Possum family. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. I know. People will see this and be like, oh, Scott Braun said Max Scherzer. No, no. You heard him. He was joking and he was talking about his back. He's back in a couple days, but the A's facility sucks. And here's my big thing with Oakland. Ownership is quiet quitting. Very big word in the last like year and a half where there's people that just don't try at their job and they're kind of daring their employer to let them go. The A's are just not trying at all in anything, including at this point, even safety for broadcasters. Like what's next? There could be another animal that infiltrates the stadium. I'm not scared of a possum, but like what's the line? Are they going to let bears in there? I I think they don't want people in there. (laughs) They're going to let a bear run around. (laughs) They're gonna they make Stomper. Care. They're gonna make Stomper the elephant a real elephant. Let him run around the field. And mean, you know what they would hey, say? I, can, I got a possum Sorry, in my backyard. Scott, you want to go see him? Let's bring it to Oakland because he'll have some friends with him at the <laughs> ball game. Here's the thing, though. Here's what they'll say. Guess what, guys? Up, oh, it's not safe to play here anymore. No one shows up anyway. Our team's not real. So let's move to Vegas and make way more money. We all know what they're trying to do. It's clear they're not trying this as a franchise great, right now. Way. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> My man. If you're, wa- if you're listening on the pod, uh, there's an A's fan holding up the one um, and then holding up the finger with the other hand. Uh, and I think we know who he was sending that to. Well, what's the owner of the A's name? Fisher? John Fisher. John Fisher. Yeah. Maybe Billionaire. What? I mean, how bad do you feel for Mark Kotze? Bad. Managerial job and... They're, that's the team. They Did you see the game Friday? 17 walks. Yeah, in one game. No, I felt from bad. From their pitching staff. I felt the White Sox were terrible, and they walked 23 in three games. They walked 17 in one game. The, it's a minor Mets, league game. The Mets, what, mm-hmm. scored six runs in two different innings with, like, less than a hit or one, two hits or something crazy? Mm-hmm. Unwatchable game. It's, a, it's, it's, it's embarrassing for Major League Baseball. Their starter's ERA is almost 10 for the year. Something crazy like that. Eight, uh, eight nine. Yeah, like, what, what are we doing? 
They have, they have no wins, right? Out of the, they're three and 13, zero wins from their starters. And we're, they're 16 games in. Like, that is, we should be embarrassed as fans of Major League Baseball. And if you're an A's fan, I'm sorry. Because like Max said, the, the 3,000 that show up out there are incredible. They're out there with their marching band and their drums and their music and they're blowing their horns. They got flags. But there's there's 30 of them. There's way more A's fans. They're just on strike essentially right now. Why would you go to a game? They, they are challenging them and ownership doesn't want them to go. They literally don't want them to go to games because then they can say to the city for leverage and say to Major League Baseball for leverage, we're moving to Vegas so we can make way more money. That's what they're doing, flat out. Vegas wants a team. They want to go there. Still not, gonna make them, still not going to make them a better team, but yeah. Well, going to Vegas? Well, they'll make more money. They'll, they'll increase money. the payroll yeah. a little bit. No, they're not I, I trying guess. right now. They're like purposely – like if I handed you a ball club and said, hey, Todd, the more losses you rack up, the more money you'll make long-term and the more wins you'll get in the future. Mm. It's like <laughs> that's the incentive right now. Is this yeah, major league? Tough to hear. Yes. Yeah. Is this major it? league? Yes, it is. It is not not there will be a movie about this one day. They already made a dumb movie about the A's. <laughs> yeah, and they forgot and they forgot to put in their pitching staff. They tried or to me. make it about the GM and they forgot to put in their pitching staff. Or yep. me. True, true. Or you. Yeah, we ended their 20 game streak and we kicked their ass out of the playoffs. So <laughs> see you, money ball. There's no hey, like if there's a fan base that I would expect to be able to take over this like pitch clock and pitch com stuff, like if you put Get Loud on the screen in Oakland, yes, it might only be 3,000 people, but they're going to get loud. And to me, I think that's an advantage for home teams that fans haven't taken advantage of yet. Is If you're on Pitchcom and the stadium is so loud you can't hear the Pitchcom and the clock is winding down, like, advantage fans. And I think Oakland's a place that can do that. They're just not going to come out. They're just not going to come out in Oakland, and the team's not worth it either to watch because, like Scotty said, they're doing it on purpose. And it's it's sad that nobody's going to step up in ownership, other ownership, and say something. It's only us on this show that's saying something. Yeah. Yeah, as, ahead, as, as a younger player, too, you're going to a stadium – like, oh, man, is this what baseball is all about in the major leagues? Like, is this – this isn't fun. Like, I'm coming here six hours for a game to get ready for what? I mean, this is terrible. And then once once all of a sudden you're down one nothing, you're like, oh, here we go again. Like, that's just the wheels in your head spinning. It's like, oh, we lost already. And it's just – it's sad. I've been on losing teams. It's not fun. Everybody's waiting for football season to come around. And it's a long season to go, so – I don't know what they need to do. They just, you know, I just want the younger guys that are just developing and coming up, figure something out. Somebody has to help them along the way, whether it's Kotze or, or a veteran guy. I don't know how many guys they got over there that can help, but to keep their mind right and focus, like, listen, this is your job. You need to prepare the same way you do in day in and day out, or you're going to get shipped out too as well. So keep your focus in mind there, young man. Is, it, is this the worst team of all time? It's too early to but say do that. Do they but have the potential have to potential. be the worst team of all time? What is it, 115, 16 losses? You're saying just by wins and losses? Just I'm, by, saying I'm saying by just everything, in, I'm too. Saying total. The experience, too, like what they're doing to their fans. They're almost like anti-marketing the team. They're like, don't come to the games unless you like the zoo and you want to see a possum. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or last an elephant. Thing on this, They have an elephant that runs around, too. True. Drives a car. 
The last thing on this I want to know from the player perspective is, and, and Todd Father kind of touched on this. Todd, do you think that players within the clubhouse, and there's not many veterans, but there are a few, right? Like in Aledmis Diaz, Tony Kemp, and then with the young guys, do you think they're going in there and making fun of things like, can't, can't wait to get out of this hellhole or what a joke or, you know, every day. I mean, I know they want to play hard, but every day it's something new. I guarantee you they're not taking care of them like most of the other teams do with food and facilities and all that. Yeah. We know that. I mean, there's probably like, you know, you walk in one day, pipe bursts, all your stuff's ruined. They're like, oh, just another day in paradise. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that. Yeah, maybe they're thinking that. I mean, it's a lot of guys after probably a lot of guys at their locker on their phones. I mean, not much communication going on there. I mean, I'm sure they have some, but how much are they really paying attention? The importance of things. Uh, and it's going to start with the manager. The manager's got to put more focus on. I'm not saying he's not doing it, but, you know, to help this team out, you got to do as much as you can, and you can only lead the horse to water. You can't make them drink it. So you put the best team you got on the field, and you worry about everything else afterwards. But you want to have the intensity and the ability to say that my team gave it their all day in and day out and not worry about what happened in the past. And that's very hard to do when you're on a losing team. Kratz is definitely making fun of them. The worst team, yeah, the worst team I ever played on was the Pirates in 2010 in the big leagues. They were terrible. But they were on the come up. Like, it was like Kutch had already got called up. Petey got called. Pedro, Pedro Alvarez got called up. Walkie was there. Neil Walker was there. And Garrett Cole was like already in double A, something like that. Like there was there was hope, but there were still veterans on that team that were absolutely just terrible attitude. And they were rushing out of the field. Like it was like it was one of the most selfish on some of the from some of the players that I saw anywhere in the big leagues. So you know some of that's going on there. You know guys are I think guys are I don't know I don't know any of the personalities there. But somebody's got to be, you know, they got to be joking about stuff that's going on. Like you can't, you can't be in that and just think, oh man, you know, it's, hey, whatever, it's fine. Like you got to have a positive attitude. But at some point, when you're like, when you're rolling out what they're rolling out there, you, you got to. I guess maybe it could band them together. It, it could bring them all together. Like, hey, nobody believes in us, so we got to go out there and believe in ourselves. But no, I'd be joking about it. Like, got possums that. I think it's a little soft, but because that possum wasn't just there, just this series, a little soft by the New York by the New York guys there. I think it was Darling and uh, Gary. I think was the other one. It's not but, soft. They're just New York, and they bring it up, and then it gets more attention because it's the number one market. Listen, that's, I, that's what I, I was on the Twins back in the late '90s, early 2000s. We were terrible. They were talking about getting rid of our organization. We turned it around. Yeah, I mean, I remember there was a game we played. It was like a 10 a.m. game on a Sunday. We we're playing the Orioles. You could literally count the people in the stands. Mm -hmm. It was like 600. <laughs> And then the next year we went out and almost won the division and it was packed every game. So it can it can be turned around if you want it to get the right people in there. Yeah, it's going to turn around when they're in Vegas. It's definitely they're <laughs> going to be good in Vegas. I'm telling you. Like in 4 years, they're going to be probably division winners at that point. Everyone will be on the come up at that point. They'll spend a little money. Hey, let's do slap hands right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There it is. Oh, uh, you should see the face of Pierzynski next to me right now. He's so jealous that what he missed that. What is happening in that video? Oh, a new slap hand. What is Dog, we're slapping hands. Why were you guys playing merry-go-round? There's only three of us. Around the we Rosie won. There. We won. It was a good. It was a three-on-three -three tournament. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Cool. I thought that was awesome. Cool idea. Don't that. be jelly. Don't I, be I jelly. Mean, I look up and I see 
You guys just walking in a circle. Well, you weren't there. You're invited to Todd Father's place anytime. Hey, I don't go to Jersey. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't want you here, bud. Unless I'm going to play golf. All right, don't be fine. jelly. He's jealous. I'm just jealous. I didn't get dizzy in the circle. <laughs> hey, um, so I'd like to promote the weekly Ken Rosenthal Fair Territory that is now up on YouTube, and the podcast is live wherever you get your podcasts as well. And he also gives a different perspective on the Domingo Roman situation. He talks about Fernando Tatis Jr. He does Dude and Dork of the Week, praising someone and also knocking someone for the dork. I think it has to do with the Bellinger situation, but listen for yourself. It's available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. You can see there the link. All kinds of ways to get Fair Territory with Ken Rosenthal every Monday, and this is the third edition of Fair Territory that was just released. So check that out. And then... My question that I wanted to do before we have a, a birthday shout out is I, I tabled it and I promised I'd bring it back up. Kratzy, your question about the Pablo Lopez extension. You said, would you rather have Pablo Lopez or Logan Webb? I think Webb got an extra year and, an extra, and his, his money is bigger. I'll, I'll go first here. I'm going Pablo Lopez. I'll take Pablo Lopez for, for the four year 70, whatever it was, versus the Logan Webb five and 90. That's that's my pick. I like his stuff better. I think the deal's going to work out well for the Twins. Not that it's not for for Webb, but you know, he his stuff was down a little bit last year. His results were down and so far not great start to this season. So, I'll go Pablo Lopez. I think he's got something special with Minnesota. I think he fits well with that team. So, what do you think? Who are you I taking? Agree. I, I right now he's younger too. Yeah. Isn't he? Uh, let me Pablo check. Lopez has got to be younger than Logan Webb. I'm not exactly sure on that, but now, Logan Webb's 26, and Paulo Lopez is 27. Oh, okay. I mean, it's half half a year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Pablo Lopez, though, I, I feel like fits – not that Logan Webb doesn't fit the mold, sinker balls in San Francisco, but I feel like Pablo Lopez on that team for what they needed fits better for what they needed, which is why the Luis Arise trade didn't hurt as much when they flipped them for each other. Mm -hmm. But I feel like Pablo Lopez, perfect fit for Minnesota, what they needed behind Sonny Gray with Joe Ryan, with those guys they have there, will give them innings. And we saw what he did in the WBC, and we saw the start he's off to. So congratulations, Pablo. Enjoy Minneapolis. But we got to work on your hats. You look like you're back on the Marlins. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, Todd, Father, you want to finish up? Then Kratzy's got a game, I think, right? Practice today. Oh, practice. All right. Talking about practice. Who do you want, Todd What's that? Who do you want, Pablo Lopez or Logan Webb for the next four or five years? Yeah, I would go Pablo just from his – yeah, I loved him with with the Marlins and I love everything he does right now. Um, I thought they got a good deal. And he's, you know, four years, a lot of free agent years taken care of. And uh, I think he's going to be a big deal like like he was uh, in the past. And one birthday shout out, Kratzy, and you can tell everyone goodbye on our uh, with playing the music out of here. The birthday shout out I got to give is Denny Walling. He is my the best man in my wedding. His is his godfather. Denny Walling is his godfather, and Denny, my career path was very unique coming from a Division three school. Denny spoke highly of me to the to the Orioles when he when he worked for the Orioles, but because he spoke highly of me. Other scouts that talked to the Orioles scouts were like, oh, really? There's a guy at EMU that can play? 
And so you never know in the game, like, who's really, you know, who's talking good about you. Most of them are probably talking crap about you. That's just the game of baseball. But when your name gets brought up, especially at a small school, I owe a lot of, a lot of credit to Denny and, and the best man in my wedding, Chris, his, his family being, you know, just getting my name out there because I had no connections. And so happy birthday, Denny. And I'll have to do my Kratz hats here before I pan it off real quick. On the 21st or 22nd, I'm not sure, it's this Friday, the uh, Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs sent me this hat also. No chance anybody has any idea what this is. It's called the Space Saver Hat. I'm gonna post it on, I'm gonna post it on my Twitter account, but it's a Space Saver Hat. It, it is a lawn chair with a snow shovel and snow all around it. Space Saver <laughs> to get tickets that you're you're saving your space in line so they're having a they're having a themed hat I'm, i think there's some charity for the auction off the jersey so lehigh valley iron pigs doing post, it post a nice close-up of that on twitter for everyone kratz hats is picking up steam on twitter look out for that from kratzy look out for us on tuesday another big day full of guests thanks to scherzer and will smith for joining us earlier catch fair territory ken rosenthal's pod see you tuesday